I'm Kathy Davidson, and welcome to our women's meeting. I thank God that we can come together, those of us that are endeavoring to walk in the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is with power. It is with the power of God with us. Let's open in prayer. My heavenly Father, I thank you. My heavenly Father, I thank you that you were the God that stretched out the, the Red Sea and they walked through on dry land. That you were the God that rained down fire on Joshua's enemies, rained down rocks, and more died with your rocks than Joshua's army did. Father, I thank you that you rained down on Elisha's sacrifice. And you not only took up the animal, you took the wood, you took the rocks, you took the water up with it. That was God that did that. Father, I thank you. You are our God. You are the God that raised Jesus from the dead. You are the God that raised all those people with him. I get thanks. You were the God that was in Jesus that healed everybody that came to him. You are our God. Father, open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Father, turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. And Father, I ask for grace, grace on this meeting. And I ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The Word of God says, the Word of God states, that a man ought always to pray and not to faint. Always pray and not faint. Don't faint. Don't faint. Always pray and don't faint. Got a question for you. Are you judging your situation by your own feelings? Or are you judging your situation by the gospel? By the gospel. This is when the gospel shines. The gospel shines in adversity. The gospel shines in persecution. That's when the gospel shines. Well, let it shine in you. Amen? We're going to begin with a, a great testimony. And this is by Kim Wilkins. She's up in, in Indiana. And Kim Wilkins walked through a situation a couple weeks ago that will bless all of us. She had to get a new job. She was, open, uh, she was walking in a new career. And she was walking in something she was not familiar with. And we're going to have this testimony now. She sent it to me by video. And we're going to watch that first. And then we're going to talk about praying in tongues. Amen? Let's begin. Good morning. My name is Kim. I'm coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, I've recently embarked on a new career that God sent me to. However, I had great unbelief that he sent me there. However, he showed me in each step of the way that he was with me. So, number one, I had great fear about this new job. And um, my performance was ridiculous. And it, it was right out in front of a bunch of people. Um, and that's okay, I didn't give up because of that determination God must have put in me. Um, so I remember at one point my instructor telling me, you know, some people have it and some people don't, and you don't have it. And I thought, oh my God, you know, uh, now this, this, is a, this is a man that was raised in church, told me he never saw a miracle, 
However, in this industry, he did see a miracle and a great miracle. Um, God saved him from dying um, in, a, in a flatbed semi-trailer. He, he made a 360 in bad weather right in the middle of the road, and he ended up going, he ended up spinning in this huge beast and, and going right, just heading on out. And, uh, and he admitted in front of the whole class it was God. Well, I had some things to overcome with this man, and he made it really hard on me, and he pressured me greatly. And I saw these videos of all these wrecks, and um, it was crazy. And my fear was off the chart, and my driving was pathetic. Driving a, a semi, um, I didn't tell you that at the first, because it's not about the industry. It's about how at every step, God delivered me from fear. First it was fear and my driving improved. Um, well, first uh, with this instructor, it was some sort of spirit of perversion that I overcame within me. And um, I'm pretty sure that has to do with the first overcoming Secondly, was great fear, great fear. And if you read my f Facebook notes, you can, if you can pick up on one of the first notes I ever wrote about when I was out of gas, um, you can tell right there my fear of semis. My young son had been talking to me for a couple of years about doing this, and I was like, nah, not for me. Thanks so much. Although I love to drive and can drive well. Okay, so moving on. So I had my first uh, my first test at, at the CDL site, uh, testing site, and I blew it, blew it. And uh, I had to overcome great unbelief, and I asked the Lord to cause me to overcome my great unbelief and he did. He cast that great unbelief out of me. And the second time I went in to take my test, I was prepared. And I, I had even, God had provided money for me. And I had, because I've been in school for five weeks. And uh, he provided money for uh, some durable um, pants and some new boots for this job. And like Betty Baxter, I, I wasn't going to wear these things until I had made it through. And uh, But as it turns out, the first day, uh, or, or the, the, the second time I took my CDL test, I got up that morning and wore, these, wore, these, wore this clothing. And um, I nailed my test after overcoming fear, great unbelief. And these were all steps. And the perversion, these were three three things that I had to come overcome. And by believing the gospel, by going to Jesus with all my heart, worshiping him, pouring my heart out to him. Um, anyway, the, the instructor that I had, the same instructor, and he, he says to me, you came prepared today. He said the first time you almost didn't pass, you know, a, a pre-trip inspection. Um, 
and there's there's another point that I want to make in the midst of all this uh, you know here I am this this blonde who didn't even this ditzy blonde who didn't even want to be driving a semi I couldn't imagine why God would send me here I was so frustrated over my driving it was ridiculous um he had me minister to people around me, to men around me. And so here's a fireman getting his CDL. He's telling his fire story. And I'm telling, I told him my fire story and told him how I was out in a pasture screaming for Jesus to come and help me. I was eight months pregnant. And anyway, I thought that was really neat. And then also, uh, because of what's going on in our country, um, well, let me back up. When I when I passed, when I failed my first test, I messaged Doyle. Well, I messaged Doyle at the beginning of all this, and I don't bother Doyle because I know he's praying and believing and obeying God already. I don't like to bother him because I'm freaking out. Uh, but I was freaking out beyond measure at the beginning of this. So anyway, I had messaged Kathy D, and I said, uh, "Kathy, I failed. I failed my test." And she said, this is going to be for your salvation, and you'll see why later. And I, that comforted me. And so I went into the second test. I nailed it. And now that, now, um, the day that I got, uh, the day that I passed my test, the next, the following day at midnight, the state of Indiana was to shut down because of the coronavirus. Everybody's ordered to stay home unless it's an essential trip out somewhere. Well, because of that, I cannot get the hard copy of my CDLA license. And I have to have a, CD, a CDLA holder with me. I can't drive alone. And because of this, I'm gonna be on first shift, probably for longer than I would have been. And I don't know what God's got in store, but I am excited. Um, I. I thank God and I've gone over my five minutes, so I'm gonna I'm gonna close this here. God bless everybody. Amen. And she started her job on Monday and she is one of the few women that are driving a semi truck. You go, Kim. You go. You go for it. You know, God God doesn't care about gender. God cares about faith. That's all he cares about. God put me in an industry in the sign business when there were no men. I was one of the only women that owned a sign business. And I had a lot of issues with that. But God brought me through every one of them. Amen. Now, we're going to take a look at uh, speaking in tongues today. But I want to start in John 16. And I'm going to begin in verse 7. I want us to uh, read this. And it says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. This is Jesus speaking. This is Jesus speaking. He said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient. It is necessary for you that I go away. It is necessary that I go away. It says, for I, if I do not go away, the comforter will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. I will send him unto you. One of the reasons Jesus had to go. One of the reasons Jesus had to go to the cross was so that we could be baptized in the Holy Ghost. It says that all through John. It says that in Acts. Jesus had to get the vessel ready. He had to get our vessels ready to hold the Holy Spirit. We can't hold it without the Spirit of Jesus in us. Why? Jesus is the life. He is the life. 
That Holy Spirit, if he would come in with it to us, when we don't have the Spirit of Jesus in there, it would destroy us. Read the Old Testament. Jesus had to go to the cross. And I want to say this before we go on about speaking in tongues. The Holy Ghost did not die for you. The Holy Ghost did not go to the cross for you. Jesus did. Jesus did. This whole world that Jesus created, Jesus is the word. This whole world was for Jesus to get preeminence, to have preeminence. And one of the blessings of that Holy Ghost, if you will read with me, continue on in the chapter, verse 14. It says, let's begin in verse 13. How be it when he, the, whole, the spirit of truth, the Holy Ghost has come, he will guide you into all truth. That's part of his job. He teaches. And he is the best teacher ever. He is the best teacher ever. He knows exactly what you need. And he knows exactly when you need it. And why does he do that? For he will not speak of himself. He won't speak of himself. The Holy Ghost does not talk about the Holy Ghost. Who's the Holy Ghost talk about? He talks about Jesus. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. For he shall glorify me. For he shall receive of mine and show it unto you. The Holy Ghost is almost like a telephone. In the old days, when I was younger, you had to have a line on the telephone. We didn't have cell phones then. So you had the, the one talking on this end and the one talking on that end. And you had the wires between them. Well, if you will consider that, the Holy Ghost is the wire. He's the transmitter. He doesn't talk about himself. What he does is he takes what the Father's saying and what Jesus is saying and he transmits it to you. And not only does he transmit that to you, he will transmit the power, how to walk in it. He talks and we do. And that's the wonderful thing. Now, let's go look at speaking in tongues. And we're going to go to chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians. I want us to see a couple things here so we understand. What I love about the Holy Ghost is at the same time, he can talk to those that have been mature in Christianity that have walked in this for a while, and he can talk to the ones that are just new. Lambs, lambs that need the milk. He can do both at the same time. Why? Because he's the Spirit of God, and he only talks about Jesus. Remember, the Holy Ghost is going to bring you Jesus. He's going to teach you about Jesus. He's going to teach you about the Father. He's going to teach you to walk in the gospel. He's going to bring you the gospel. He's going to show you the revelation. We're going to see that. He does not teach about himself. So when you're praying in tongues, you are not praying about the Holy Ghost. You will see what you're praying about. Now, in uh, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1, follow after love. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. And desire spiritual gifts, but rather you may prophesy. And we're not going to talk about that. We're going to look between the lines. Because there's some great teachings here between the lines. Paul's talking about prophecy and some of the other gifts. But between the lines, there's some good stuff here. It says, for, for, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men but unto God. Do you see that? It says, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue. When we are speaking in tongues, we are speaking not unto men, but we are speaking unto God. What love. What grace. 
If you consider this, when you are first baptized in the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues, and yes, you must speak in tongues when you are baptized in the Holy Ghost. If you do not speak in tongues when you are baptized in the Holy Ghost, you are not baptized in the Holy Ghost. That is proven in Acts. But look at this. That new Christian that is baptized in the Holy Ghost, God knows he's new. So what does he do? He gives him a line of communication between him and the man or the woman. And he gives them communication by the Spirit of God so that it's spirit to spirit. And our dumb brains don't have to get involved. Our, our inability, our uneducated in the spirit things doesn't have to get in the way. God can communicate from spirit to spirit. Oh, what grace. What grace. We don't deserve it, but he does it anyway. He can talk to the spirit through speaking in tongues. What a beautiful thing. What a necessary thing. Because when we start out in this, we, we're not too smart. We're not. We don't know what to do. We don't know what to say. We don't, I love it. Doyle has a testimony where he was baptized in the Holy Ghost and, and Derek Prince was talking to him. And Derek Prince said, what are you going to do? Are you going to preach? And you know what Doyle said by the wisdom of God? I don't know what to preach. He didn't know yet. Does that mean he was never going to preach? Oh, no. No. The Holy Ghost was going to teach him. The Holy Ghost was going to teach him. And then, he was going to preach. And oh, did he preach. And oh, does he preach. Now, let's continue. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him. You heard your own tongue. You don't understand your own tongue unless God gives you interpretation. You don't understand what you're praying. But the Spirit does. But the Holy Ghost in you does. And the Spirit of Jesus does. And you got a whole conversation between you and God and Jesus by the Holy Ghost. And our dumb heads don't have to get involved. We don't have to mess with it. Thank you, Jesus. It says, but no man understandeth him. Howbeit in the spirit, he speaketh mysteries. He speaketh mysteries. You look that word up, it means mysteries and secrets. Paul talks about God revealing to him the secrets. The secrets of the kingdom. The mysteries of the kingdom. You know what? When we are praying in tongues, that's when God talks. That's when the Holy Ghost is teaching you about Jesus. Do you know how I get all my messages? 99% of them, I am praying in tongues. And I pray and I get in the spirit and the spirit starts talking. And more than not, I get revelation while I'm in tongues, while there's a communication between me and the Father. He's talking. I'm listening. I'll ask questions. Even while I'm praying in tongues, I'll ask questions, and the Spirit will answer. But it's through the Spirit that God is showing me the mysteries to minister to all of us, to minister to me first, and then to you. Why? That's the Holy Ghost's job. And he did it through tongues. Why? So he can reveal the mysteries. So he can reveal the secrets. And he does that to the mature Christian. And he does it to the lambs. The lambs. Oh, when we first begin. When we first begin to walk with Jesus. Oh, I love, I, I'm sure Jesus, all he hears is, bah! 
what he loves? The lambs. He loves the lambs. He laid down his life for the lambs. All right, verse 4. I'm gonna, uh, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. He edifieth himself. I just gave you an example of that about praying in tongues to get the messages. They edify me. They talk to me. The Spirit of God ministers to me. What? He ministers to me the things of the Spirit, the things of the kingdom, the gospel. He ministers those things to me through the Spirit. He edifies me. He builds me up. Though speaking in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Holy Ghost builds you up. We read that, we read that in James, I believe, or Jude last week. The Spirit, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in tongues, praying in tongues will edify you. It'll build you up. You know why? It goes past your brain. It'll go past your brain. It doesn't get your brain involved. It doesn't get your unbelief involved if you are praying in faith. If you are praying in tongues, you must, you must you must use your faith. You must initiate it. You must get it going. You must work to get your faith moving when you're praying in tongues. Otherwise, your mouth is just rattling and there's no spirit. Nothing will happen. It's dead. Praying in tongues, like everything else, it is done through faith. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. The just doesn't live by speaking in tongues. The just lives by faith. You must get your faith going. You must initiate it. You must get it moving. You must use your faith when you are praying in tongues. You cannot do that, or at least I can't do that. Praying in tongues and, and reading the newspaper or reading the internet or looking at Facebook. I can't get my faith to work for me if I'm doing that. What do I have to do? I put my heart on the gospel to begin with. That's how I begin when I pray in tongues. I begin, like all things, you begin in the flesh. You have to open your mouth. That takes flesh. You have to get your head and your heart in gear. That takes, that takes some flesh. But thank God, when you start doing this, after a little bit, just a little bit, the spirit kicks in. Why? Your faith kicks in. Your faith kicks in. And then it starts. And I start by putting my heart on the gospel. Or putting my heart on something that God has been ministering to me. And I put my heart on that. I pray in tongues. And then I watch. I listen. I feel. I watch with the Spirit. And the Spirit of God starts leading me where he wants me to go. What he wants me to consider. The, any new thing that he wants to reveal to me. You know why he reveals so much to me? Do you know why? It's a big secret. I'll tell you the big secret of why I had this revelation. Because I asked for it. I asked for it. Every time I start, I ask for it. You've got to show me something new. I seek it. I seek it. When I'm reading the Word of God, I'm just not reading the Word of God to have words fill the air. I am seeking what God wants me to know, what He wants to show me, because He wants to show you. He wants you to walk in the power of God. He wants you to know the revelation. He wants you to walk in this. That's why I get it. I look for it. I seek it. I ask for it. I knock. And I knock until the doors open. All right? Now, 
Verse 4, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself, but he that prophesieth edifieth the church. Go down with me to verse 14 of 1 Corinthians 14. It says, for I pray, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth. My spirit prayeth. But my understanding is unfruitful. That's why I put my heart and my mind on the gospel when I'm praying in tongues. It is my spirit praying. It is my spirit praying to who? To God. And the Holy Ghost is the communicator. And there's a back and forth going. It's a beautiful thing. And sometimes intercession hits. And then it's a tough thing. Like, this, like 15 minutes ago. When I was praying in tongues, I could tell. You know, when you are in an intercession in tongues, there's a tongue that's easy. There's a tongue that's not so easy. And then there's a tongue. There's a tongue. There's a fight in the spirit in, in speaking in tongues. That's a real battle. A real battle. Oh, it is so fun to wrestle the devil in the spirit praying in tongues. Why? When we know when we pray in tongues, it is God praying through us. It is the Holy Ghost praying through us. So you can't have a better weapon than that if you will stay with it. And there's a wrestling. You didn't see it, but I was sweating. I was sweating. You burn the calories that way. It is a wrestling in the spirit. And the wonderful thing about when you are wrestling in the spirit, it brings an answer. It brings victory. It brings victory. It is so much fun to be so lightweight and, and to get such victory over the devil. It is not the size of the vessel. It is the size of the heart. You got that? It is not the size of the vessel. It's the size of the heart. And you can work on your heart. You can read it the word of God. You can pray. You can fast. You can ask. You can seek. You can knock. And that will change the heart. Let's go to verse 18. Paul says this. It says, I thank my God, I speak in tongues more than you all. More than you all. I, grew, I was in a denominational church that said tongues aren't for today. Isn't that amazing? That there is so much on speaking in tongues in the New Testament, in Paul's writings, in Peter's writings, in Jude. But oh, that's passed away. How can we be so silly? The word of God cannot be broken. The word of God cannot be broken. So Paul is saying, I pray in tongues more than you all. If you say they're not for today, then you just broke the word of God, the scripture. You are saying it is not relevant today. How did Paul get his revelation? He just told you how. Praying in tongues. Letting the Spirit lead him. Edifying himself through praying in tongues. Praying in tongues is necessary. Praying in tongues is a gift. And Jesus had to die so we could have that gift. So the vessel could hold the gift. The gift of the Holy Ghost. Do you hear what Jesus called it? The gift of the Holy Ghost. The gift why would he give the gift 
and have so much written on it for the scripture cannot be broken and then say it is not for today. That is heresy. That is a lie of the devil and that is an excuse that you use for not seeking after the gift. Not seeking the gift. Not asking for it. Not walking in it. Jesus called it a gift. And Jesus doesn't give gifts and take them away. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that word dispensation. That word dispensation. You know what that means? Grace. That's all it means. The amount of grace. 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 And you know what came with the gospel? Grace. And you know what came with the gospel? Peace. And you know what came with the gospel? Yes. 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 You want more power? Ask for it. Ask for it. Now, turn with me to Romans 8. Romans 8, and I'm going to begin in verse 26. It says, Likewise the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. Isn't this beautiful? Oh, the love of God. The love, the grace. The grace that God brought with Jesus. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. Oh, God knows how dumb we are. He knows. So he gives us the gift of speaking in tongues so that we pray what we're supposed to. It says, likewise, the Spirit helpeth our weaknesses. Our weaknesses. Our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself, the Holy Ghost in us, maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. To the will of God. You don't know what the will of God is? Pray in tongues. Because the Spirit knows. And I will tell you this. The will of God is always the best thing. It's always the highest thing. And it is always the gospel. It is always in the gospel. The whole reason the world was created was that Jesus could come, die, be buried, and be raised again. That is the reason it has been prophesied since Adam was here that he would come. He would die for us. He would be buried for us. And God would raise him and us with him. That was the whole reason Jesus could have the preeminence. Jesus could have the victory. And what is the victory? Even our faith. Even our faith. He gives us praying in tongues so we can get from the lamb to the sheep. He gives us tongues to guide us to pray his will. His will. Not your will. His will. And
and his will is always better. And it will always come through the gospel. Your prosperity, your healing, your peace, your security, your safety comes through the gospel. And that praying in tongues through the spirit will pray that will in your life. It is beautiful when you come through. And I want to say a word about praying till you know that you have prayed through. You can pray and you can say, I remember like Dole said, he prayed for 15 minutes and he thought he was out. When you are praying in the spirit, you have the unction in here. You have the Holy Ghost in here. It's in the vessel. You're the vessel. And it is praying through the vessel's mouth. And it is praying the will of God. And you will be able to sense that fighting in the spirit, that wrestling. You'll be able to sense the spirit working in, with your mouth, praying out the will of God. And you will know from that anointing, from that anointing, when you have finished, when you have prayed it through, you will know. You'll know there's a sense of accomplishment. There is a sense of victory. And there is a sense of peace. I got it. I got it. I prayed it through. I got it. Even though you don't see it, that instance, you know you got it. So what do you do after that? You just thank God that you got it. You just keep thanking God till you see it manifest, but you pray it through. And I want to say another thing real quick. There are two different anointings about praying in tongues. There is the praying in tongues in chapter 12. I will read it to you. Chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians. I will read it to you. There is the praying of tongues in prayer, the, the, our spirit speaking to God. That's one. That's what we get when we are baptized in the Holy Ghost. We get the tongues. We get a language, a prayer language. But we get the Holy Ghost in us. We get that anointing that will pray through us. And then there's the gifts of the Spirit. That is a different anointing. But they use tongues. And that is in verse 10 of chapter 12. It's talking about the gifts of the Spirit. And I'll read. I said... Um, now, there are diversity of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are diversities of administrations, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operation, but it's the same God, which worketh all in all. All in all. But the ministration of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Whatever you need, the Spirit believes you need at that moment, is what gift you're going to walk in. It says, for one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. You got that? That's a gift of the Spirit. And it says, and another, the interpretation of that tongue. Not, there are two different anointings. One is the anointing that is profiting the whole group, and it's one of the nine gifts. Speaking in tongues with an interpreter. You can either interpret it yourself or God will have an interpreter there. It's a different anointing and you will know the difference when you start walking in this. You will know. When I am up here praying in tongues, then another anointing will come up and I know I have a tongue that needs interpreted. I will either have the interpretation, Dole, or somebody else. It's a different anointing. And I want to say something about interpretation so you understand. It's an interpretation. It is not a translation. You got that? 
It is not a translation. It's an interpretation. They're two different things. But they are so much fun to walk in the Spirit. It is so much fun to be guided, to be led, to walk in the Spirit. We are after ladies walking in it 24 hours, seven days a week. That is the goal, that we are always in the Spirit. And one of the things that will help get us there is the praying in tongues. Amen? Amen. Now, I want to pray for those that are not baptized in the Holy Ghost. I want to pray that you receive the Holy Ghost right now. I want to pray that when you receive that Holy Ghost, that you will receive, the, that, that you will know you receive by, by your mouth. We'll start praying in tongues. They will open up, and you may start in English, but you will finish in praying in tongues. I want to pray for you now. I want to pray for you now. Yes, ladies, a woman can pray for you. I've had more than I've had, oh, probably, ah, oh, maybe a dozen people that I have prayed for and they have received the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Why? Because it's the Holy Ghost. And he, I, I am a woman that can teach. And I, yes, I have done it with men too. You know what? You know, God will you know, meet you where you're at. You know, you know who uh, prayed for Smith Wigglesworth and he received the Holy Ghost, the baptism in the Holy Ghost? A woman. A woman. And we know what Smith Wigglesworth did. All right? Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you for the gift, the gift of the Holy Ghost. Father, I thank you for the gift of the Holy Ghost. Father, I thank you. I thank you for the gift of the Holy Ghost. Father, I thank you Jesus paid dearly for that gift. Father, I thank you your son paid dearly for that gift that we could walk in your spirit. Father, that that Holy Ghost, that Holy Ghost, that Spirit of God will be in us. Father, I thank you now. I thank you. I thank you for that one that once baptized in the Holy Ghost. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Lay your hand on your stomach. Father, I thank you that that power is going in them right now. The gift. The gift. The gift. After they are born again, you must be born again first. After they are born again, Father, I thank you for the gift. The gift that Jesus paid for. Father, I thank you for that gift, that gift of the Holy Ghost going in them right now. Father, I thank you for that gift of the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes, I can feel it. Oh, Father, I thank you for that gift of the Holy Ghost going in them right now. Father, I thank you for that gift, that gift that Jesus paid for. I thank you it's going in them right now. I thank you for that gift. I thank you for that gift. I thank you, Jesus, you paid for it. I thank you. I thank you. Now open your mouth and out from your belly speak words that you've never spoken before. Don't be afraid. I bind that fear. Speak those words you have never spoken before. Father, I thank you. 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 Father,
tetej. Lerato szata, lerato lande a tetej. Hasszottó szettél a szottaj. Hasszottó szietekejjel. Ha poroszietekej. Hasszottó szietekej. Ha koroszietekej. Hasszottó, ha szerekej. Hasszottó kajjel. Hasszai. I say to you, saith the Lord, my desire. My desire is you walk in my spirit. My desire is I lead and guide you in the days ahead. My desire is that you walk hand in hand communication, fellowshipping with me. That is my desire. My desire is you have all my gifts. My desire is you have all my promises. My desire is that you walk in my love and in my power. That is my desire for you. That is why I sent my son and he died for you and he was buried for you and he rose again for you. That is my desire. You walk in what he paid for. Amen. Amen. See you next week. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the Ministers of Music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.